welcome back to the Habs Puck Drop Podcast. We're coming to you after the October 30th game against the LA Kings. Uh, Philip Deneau's revenge, we can call it. Uh, another disappointing game. We'll just run through the stats real quick, then we'll get into talking about it. Um, Habs lose 5-2. to two. We had a goal in the first period from Anderson, assists from Romanov and Dvorak. And then very close to the end of the game, we had a goal shorthanded from Sharat, uh, assists from Anderson Suzuki. Jake Allen tonight left out to dry, but uh, his save percentage, not great either way. Uh, looking at him now, he had, a, like you said, five goals against, 865 on a total of 37 shots. Um you know, I need. Yeah, I just want yeah, to hear your I, thoughts on I, this. On the Jake Allen thing, I think I would need like multiple sets of hands to to count how many times and like. Be like vicious. Yeah, <laughs> just like in the last ten minutes, how many times he had to deal with a two on one or a breakaway. Absolute defensive breakdown today. Um, specifically halfway through the second period, I noticed a huge drop off defensively. Um, it went from like a neutral zone game to them just cycling us in in our zone and. Our D could not get the puck out of the corners, and like it, that showed up with huge slot chances. Anze Kopitar just skating around everyone, um, and you know some really really nice passing by the LA Kings um, that just was not matched on the other end of the ice either. No offensive drive at the end. Um, you know we're we're getting goals from guys like Sherratt that you know like we shouldn't need to rely on for goal scoring. Like it's all good that he does that, and you know we want him to keep you know his offensive streak up, but. We need goals from these guys that are just so clearly dry right now, like Caulfield, Suzuki, Gallagher. Um, you know, I mean, Gallagher scored recently, but still, like, I, I need more production from these guys. And, like, you know, we can't keep doing this, like, well, we can't keep losing, for one, against teams this bad, but we also can't keep doing this. You know, we're going to score four or five goals against one team and then go, you know, barely get a, a goal through uh, the next night. And, like, um, it's frustrating. Yeah, I think it's definitely frustrating to say the least. Um, just highlighting a few things here. Like you said, uh, Sherrod scores, and like you said, it's it's important that he does, but the idea is he's supposed to be not even tertiary scoring. He's supposed to be, you know, like the stat packing, you know, 7 nothing win, Ben Sherrod gets a goal, yeah. like everyone's scoring. Not your primary goal scorer. I'm pretty sure he's tied for first on the team. Oh, no, he'll be second on the team in goals. Yeah, now. behind Perot. Behind who's Perot another and, guy uh, who's, and Hoffman. Who's a secondary goal scorer. Exactly. Hoffman's the only one, like, quote-unquote, doing his yeah, job right now. Exactly. Um, I want to talk about, you know, I think Nick Suzuki had a better game. I think he, you know, uh, he got a couple points, but even more importantly, I think he did have a good, you know, offensive night. He was making plays defensively. He didn't seem... To you know, have a massive impact. The faceoffs again. The Habs overall did not have a good faceoff night, but Suzuki, once again, not great in the faceoff circle. Yeah, this is also a very strong faceoff team between Kopitar and Deno. I mean, like and Kupari and Kupari. Yeah, so like they're you know they're it's expected that they're going to win some faceoffs, but it's more so the um, the play after the faceoffs. I'm noticing where it's like you know just bad all around puck control and a lot of like what we were seeing against Vegas of like quick shots off the draw and like just clogging uh Allen's uh visual of the point and like um it's just it's weird because like we we're benching guys like Weidman when you know we can't get the puck on net and like we're 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 prioritizing defensive defensemen like David Savard but you know we're playing terrible defensively so it's like what's the like we're losing the offensive production and we're not getting the defensive production. 
It's like we're not getting the pro and we're getting all the con. I think we need to review the leadership on this team. I don't mean the players. I mean the guide, like the head coaching, basically. I think that graphic really stood out last game or two games ago where they had put a head-to-head -head with Claude Julien and Dom Ducharme. And I understand the grass is always greener, but in the same amount of games, Ducharme has had an identical record to Claude Julien and on top of it has managed to score less goals and allow more. And you pointed this out near the end of the game. We allow a lot of shots. You know, when we do our... Uh, kind of 10% of the season review. Uh, one thing that's going to be very, very obvious is that our power play and our penalty kills suck, and we let them shoot way too much. Yeah, this is the second night in a row where the you know we let the other team score over uh, shoot over 40 shots. I mean, like that's a lot to ask of a goaltender, especially a goaltender who's supposed to be in a one-two tandem where the one is not present currently, yeah. and he's taking up all like his whole mantle and like. You know, to have a 44-45 shot shutout against San Jose and then come back and be left to hang out to dry like that again, except this time with multiple breakaways and multiple two-on-ones, um, you know, it must be discouraging because he knows that the end is not in, even in sight. I mean, like, the, the light isn't at the end of the tunnel. We don't know when Carey Price is coming back. You know, we always get these rough estimates with Carey Price, but... They're never accurate. Yeah. You know, they say four weeks. It usually ends up being 12. Yeah. And then, you know, maybe he comes back and maybe he leaves again. And, like, the, there's no solid foundation for Jake Allen right now. And he can't even rely on his defense, who are basically just a bunch of big buffoons who can't... One, can't clear the net without getting a penalty. Big buffoons and two, aren't can't, particularly big. Yeah, and can't get in the corner and clear the puck out. Like, it, it's crazy how much time we spent under our goal line. Well, th this is the weird thing for me. Is like, and I understand, you know, injuries really, like, contribute to this. But our defensive core, this whole thing of going through the playoffs was about the big four. And how we had these four defensemen who were just all massive and violent. And now, like, with Weber out and with... Edmondson, who will be coming back. Yeah, when we come back to Montreal, he out, should be there. You know, we all of a sudden have these, like, smaller defensemen. And, you know, like, Weidman didn't play, but, you know, Niku's not a big guy. Romanov's not a big guy. Uh, Savard's obviously a bigger dude. Same thing for Sherrod and Petrie, but... Petrie's you know, not aggressive, He's not a though. big, big, yeah. big guy. He's tall, but... Yeah, he's 200 he's, pounds. But he's that's not, the thing, is he's, he's underweight like, for his height. The average NHL player is, like, 196 or something yeah, like that. Yeah, exactly, really but 6'1". Yeah. So you extrapolate that out, it, mm. you know... But anyway, he just it, it's the identity of the defense has changed a lot. And, I mean, and, the, ten, and, the, and the performance. Team, the yeah. performance is just not there. I mean, like, you look at how much we stood our ground on the blue line in the playoffs last year. And this year, it's like, you know, not to pick on Romanov again, but, like, when, I, when we jumped into the second period there, how bad he got burned on yeah. that side. It was like, what the hell is he doing? Like, yeah, he's got to know, really and, work on his positioning. And to get off Romanov, the same thing with Savard and, and, and Petrie at certain times, especially in the corners. I'm noticing Savard and Petrie, like, they can't keep their... The, like, their stick is not on the ice. Like, no. th their stick is up at their waist, and they just keep keeping the guy in the corner. It's like, we need the puck out eventually. And then what ends up happening is we... I see Savard with his his friggin' stick up again. Okay, yeah. he's pushing whoever it is. I have follow into the corner. He's keeping him in the corner. I have follow's got the puck in his skates. What that requires now is for Gallagher to come down and help Savard pick the puck out of his skates, and then I have follow gets and kicks it to the point, and here we go again. Yeah, cycles around again, and like it's like, what's the point of being that big and being that kind of defenseman if you can't take the puck? 
out of the corners. No, I know. It's it's, it's like, just it becomes almost that you know you're you're kind of leaning into your weight because you have a lack of talent. Yeah. And again, I think Savard is a rep, like you know he's a good like, he's fantastic. He's playing like shit. He's, like everyone's playing bad right now. And it's I, like I Petrie. Do... I would no one in their right mind would say Petrie's a bad defenseman, but he's just playing like shit right now. Right. It just happens sometimes. But I'm just but saying we need a way out. Playing like shit, and and a big problem that I'm having right now is with Caulfield because he's not scoring but he's also just not playing you getting on the trade trade train no <laughs> choo choo <laughs> trade trade but uh yeah i'd sell him for pennies right now yeah no see that's the thing is obviously i know you're king but like he does need to really uh step it up and i liked what they were talking about on tsn of giving him basically a couple of games in laval get the his minute back. he scores bring him back up yeah just let him go. I also think he needs to be put back on the line with Suzuki. I think Suzuki to Foley and uh, or maybe even Hoffman, if you really insist on having to Foley down low, um, need to get like going because it, you just you can't start giving this guy a third line role and then also expect him to play. It's just he's he's in his first you know um, it's tough challenging though. part of his career, and I understand it's tough to like take off Gallagher for example, but the idea is like. Gallagher can play that third line scoring role. Yeah, but it, it's easier once we kind of get our our like our wheels spinning a bit, and like yeah. we can we start winning a few games because then you can be like, you know what, we're gonna take the hit and put Caulfield, who's playing like shit on the first line, give him first line minutes. But we know the other lines will pick up the slack. Right now, no one's picking up the slack. So like, I think he's Dom Ducharme. I mean, is basically saying, you know what, until we get you know this stuff, this machine running. Like, I can't have him as a liability on the first line. Um, we'll do that when we actually start winning games, and, like, I can afford to have someone I, like that I understand it. I just, I have a very big problem right now with um, the lines, only because we used the same lineup for two games in a row. We won 4 nothing and lost 5-2. Yeah. So, I don't know if it's, like, which, I, basic. Like I, I feel like we got lucky on the four nothing. Yeah. To be honest, I'm I'm more worried tonight about the D. The D was really bad. The D was rough, and yeah, there's just there's again, a lot of no, fixes that need. But it's one of those things again. Like I'll bring up the same point. It's like if we let in two goals, we would have lost. It's the exactly. goal scoring. Like you know, a lot of these, a lot of the time, you lose a game five one because you know oh, five at the two. five two. Sorry, yeah, I forgot about the shot goal. But you lo- you lose games like that because, um, you know. Once they start taking away, like, you know, running away with the lead, you end up not actually feeling the drive to, yeah. to forecheck because it's so far away from you. Like, the, the, thing? the goal like, is so far away. It's the attitude now that, I again, I When think... it's 4-1 with two minutes left, you're like, oh, 5-1 with two minutes left, you're like, shit. see a push for some reason. Yeah. And it's like, it becomes almost like pseudo effort. Yeah. Because they, they almost feel like because they're being paid to play a game yeah. that they have to put in the effort. It's like, no, you know what? Like they like that procrastinate. Point, yeah, you didn't like you didn't play the whole game. Don't play now to yeah. like humor me. Yeah, like it's insulting. Yeah, and also the like the variability in our four check is just brutal. Like I, I you know, some game, some some lines we have like the army aligned with Lekkonen, just four check, four check, four check. Last you know playoff run, which is where we found success, we had every single line, you know, to obviously varying degrees. Like I'm not expecting. You know Cole Caulfield to go into the boards as hard as, as Armia does, but I'm just saying like the energy was there at least. Yeah. You know, like this this time it's like you get that Armia line who's flying into the boards like almost every shift. Then you have like this huge drop off even from lines like Gallagher. Like yeah. there's no forechecking and like um, 
you know, teams can really take advantage of that. You know, like they can really, really take advantage of that because um, it's it's just so heterogeneous that you can just pair your lines perfectly. Like in the playoffs last year, we were like, it wasn't economical for teams to do that because every line was kind of doing that to some extent. And like they couldn't get away from it. Well, that's it. Also, uh, Josh Anderson had a great game. Yeah, great game. Like genuinely, he had a great game overall. It was Uh, one of those games where like I noticed like... I felt bad for him because his line mates just weren't going. Like Dvorak yeah. had some good shifts. Yeah, Druin was reaching a little. Druin was reaching with his with that one handed thing he does, which like for the, the most wand. part, for the most part I understand, but I don't understand it in the offensive zone and in the defensive zone. If you're gonna yeah. do that, do that in the neutral zone while you're going off or something like that. But like when you have Anderson like basically on the goalie's crease and it's your basically you're the you're the last line of defense before the puck leaves the offensive zone. Try to get both hands on the stick to get the puck, please. Yeah, like, and like it, I don't know. For me, just what what it comes down to again is, I just I understand what the lines have to look like, and with injuries, they look very weird. But it just it these things don't are not working, and there's certain logic moves that just don't work. And like we were saying about Caulfield, like again, I get it. However, no, like, I agree. You just I can't agree. have him on the third line. Or a good example is like, you know what, like. Who, who's like, like Toffoli is not a third line winger like in my opinion if you're gonna have Caulfield on the third line you might as well just send him to Laval well that that's exactly yeah. it as I'm saying this is and this goes back to things we've talked about this year and last year there are guys like who thrive I mean I, I'm going all the way back now to like when Kovalchuk was on the team um he would bounce around the NHL because they put him on a third line role and he's not built for that. He doesn't thrive in a third line. Yeah, people would start drooling, and they're like, oh, you know what? I can get Kolchuk cheap. Imagine that as my fourth-line winger. It's like, no. It's like, no, he's not going to play like that. I would much rather Same see... Same with Eric Stahl. Except well, the only it. success Eric Stahl found that deep was with us for a brief amount of time. And realistically, he was playing up in the lineup because that Stahl, Armia, and Perry line was getting yeah, like 15 minutes exactly. a night. They weren't getting fourth-line minutes, fourth and they weren't line. even... Beca- and because they weren't getting fourth-line minutes, they weren't getting fourth-line matchups. Exactly. So what it just comes down to is like I know they have to kind of play the strengths and everything, but there are certain moves that just you can't make that it's we have a lot and we talked about this at the beginning of the year. We have a lot of wingers and a lot of spots for four wingers. And so there's there's gonna come a point where someone's gonna be playing, you know, kind of below their I don't wanna say pay grade, but skill level. And it's becoming apparent that we we may have overshot a little in the off season on scoring wingers, and didn't focus enough, for example, on you know the rest of the team. Yeah. yeah <laughs> so we'll, I think uh, it's incredible to me how many goal scores we have and how little goal we score. Yeah, and I think you know in terms of the patchwork that we attempted to do defensively, I mean, like I think that's one of those moments where you see you know you can sign Niku, you can sign Weidman, you can sign Savard. But the fact of the matter is, is like defensively, like you need that quality guy, yeah. like an Edmondson or you know a Sherratt recently, um, to replace Weber. And like having just basically a slew of guys come in doesn't replace them. Like it's no. just not a, it's not a feasible replacement. And also, um, it wasn't nice that like you just to add into the mix that like you know Samuel Montembeau is just having a brutal time. Like he the guy just can't get a start because. Again, it's kind of like the Caulfield on the first line thing. It's like we need this guy to play eventually, but we can't play him now because we can't afford a loss. Right. And it's like, you know, what's going to end up happening is we're going to burn down Allen to a crisp, but we can't score, so we keep losing. 
So we have to keep playing him because we can't afford to put Montembeau in net because we'll lose the game for sure. Yeah. But then we can't score again, and Allen just keeps getting more tired and more tired and more tired, and then Price comes back, and Allen's like, dude, I'm 30 games strong. You're going to have to take the mantle for a while. Then Price gets injured or, or tired, and like we, we never get out of this cycle. So it's like we well, got to end this quick because we're 10% into the season, and like... Um, you know, this is when stuff starts to really pick up steam because now you start to get injuries, you start to get guys, you know, we're going into flu season, so you start get guys getting the flu and then like starts taking people out of the dressing room. Um, this is like where you really have to clean it up and kind of get people's heads on straight, but yeah, you know. Now, looking at the next game, it's actually uh, tomorrow at 4 p.m. against the Anaheim Ducks. Um, one that might mean that we do get to see Sammy and Oh, Ned. for sure. There's no way we can play and Allen again the, after two yeah. 40-plus shot games. And then the other thing about it, too, is, you know, we have we have for you, for you guys the, like we said, a 10% review coming in. Um, there's going to be a lot to talk about in terms of what's wrong and not a lot of what's right. No. But, you know, Rob and I are going to make a kind of on-the-decision, uh, on-the-fly decision whether or not the Anaheim game is going to be included in that. I would assume, like, it's a maybe. Yeah, maybe. We'll see. <laughs> Which is uh, about as ambiguous as it can get. But, um... If it pulls the average up, I'll Exactly. <laughs> I, I just, I'm worried that just, you know, like we're, we're going to come back in a worse position than when we left, and this is just going to turn into one of those seasons that we just kind of write off, and... You know, it might be a new change for the Canadians coming. Like, who knows? Yeah, I, you know, I, I don't see how we play better tomorrow, to be honest with you. I mean, like, no. all that tomorrow is, is, you know, Anaheim's not a good team, but the Kings aren't either. San Jose isn't either. And, you know, the thing is, is, like, um, all that we have now is, you know, basically the same problem that we did coming into the West, except a lot of fatigue. That's it. So we have a very fatigued, you know, Jake Allen that's not going to play. Um, we have defense that played the night before who played terribly and we have guys confidence low again. Um, we'll see what happens. Thank you for listening to the Habs Puck Drop podcast. You can email us your thoughts, questions, and suggestions through our email at habspuckdrop at gmail.com or direct message us on Instagram at habspuckdrop. We'll see you next time.